Well, it is 10 o'clock. I'm going to go ahead and get started. I'm Dr. Shonda Garner-Brooks. I am the CEO of the Family Strong Foundation. The Family Strong Foundation is the organization that hosts these Wellness Wednesday uh, community conference calls. Our first call was way back on March the 25th, 2020, put together as a way to help us make it through the pandemic. The pandemic is still here, even though we feel like we're on the tail end of it, but we brought the calls back just to keep the community informed. April uh, was Minority Health Month with the focus on vaccinations. May, we are just focusing on overall family health. So today we're going to have Mr. Hunter joining us, and he's going to talk about the importance of safe sleep. But before we get started, I would like to thank our sponsors, St. Landry Evangelion United Way. Without their financial sponsorship, these calls would not be possible. Charles Charlie Hunter, Jr. is the chief investigator at the Calcasieu Parish Coroner's Office in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Upon graduating with a Bachelor of Science degree in criminal justice from McNeese State University in 2005, Charlie began his career as an investigator at the coroner's office in January of 2026, 2006. Out of approximately 8,000 active investigators in the United States, Charlie is one of only 250 nationally board-certified investigators recognized by the American Board of Medical Legal Death Investigators. Along with being recognized as an expert in the field of death investigation, he is certified he is a certified crisis crisis hostage negotiator, a member of the crisis intervention team, and a consultant for the Department of Child and Family Services investigating suspected child abuse. Charlie is a member of several local, state, and national boards and committees. He currently serves as the president of the National Organization Society of Medical Legal Death Investigators, that's a new term for me, as well as an executive committee member of the Southwest Louisiana Safe Sleep Task Force. And I am saddened, but I'm honored that we're able to have um, Mr. Hunter join us today. Mr. Hunter, let's see if I can grab you and take you off mute. Unmute. I apologize for being a few minutes late. Of course, this morning had to be the one morning that someone decided to crash a vehicle into the pole next to our office, so we have uh, electricity and phone problems this morning. Well, I'm, I'm thankful that you were able to join us at all, and I understand if it can go wrong, sometimes it will, but we're glad you're able to join us. <laughs> That's exactly right. So first of all, I want to say thank you to each of you here for having me this morning. Um, and if you don't know already the topic that I'm going to discuss with you guys this morning, <clears throat> I am going to talk to you, um, unfortunately, about a, a sad topic of, of infant infant death investigation and, and infant safe sleeping practices and what we have done here in southwest Louisiana to help curve the, the infant deaths. And I think that's um, an important thing for each and every one of us. Um, but I, I want you guys to, to feel free. I think it's it's very beneficial to have you guys be able to ask questions or make sure that you understand everything, 
you know, once I kind of go through this a little bit, I would definitely encourage you guys to ask questions. If you even um, at the end have a lot of some questions, I'll be glad to answer them for you. Um, but this is an extremely important topic, not only for me, but for, for essentially all of us. And I, and I want to give you a little background of what the importance and why this is so important. So currently, as you and I are on this phone call this morning, Louisiana ranks 48 out of 50 in infant mortality. Um, and that is definitely not a good thing, obviously. And southwest Louisiana, I'm going to use us uh, and my region as an example, um, the southwest Louisiana area, which is Calcasieu, Cameron, Jeff Davis, Borgard, and Allen Parishes, um, is Region 5. For many years, we have held uh, the highest um, infant death rate in the entire state. And not only did we hold the highest infant death rate in the state, uh, our area actually held a one and a half times higher rate of preventable infant deaths. And the majority of those deaths are due to improper sleeping environments or something called co-sleeping, where they are sleeping in bed with parents. And I know uh, that Dr. Brooks and, and several others of you may have been on a call last week that, that uh, I was able to to get on and kind of show a presentation. Um, but I think it's it's really important to kind of keep an open mind on this because there are so many thoughts and so many reasons and so many different opinions from different people on how to raise a baby. And so anytime you have some education that we try to show parents or we try to show grandparents, you always get that pushback. Um, because, you know, let's face it, most of you on the call, uh, myself included, you know, have children. You've, you've probably done a, things your way or what you've learned from your mother or your grandmother or, you know, someone older than you. Um, but the simple fact of the matter that I try to stress to everyone is that times have changed, and it's not the same raising an infant today as it is back then. And... I have taught safe sleep classes um, on SIDS education and safe sleep since 2011. And my mom has watched me teach this class hundreds of times, literally hundreds of times. And the one thing that she says throughout this entire thing is, well, maybe you should have died about a thousand times. She said, all the things that you're showing in this presentation is basically everything that I did. Um, and I, I think it's important for, for everyone on the call to remember that it is not the same today as it was raising a child even just 10 years ago, much less 20 and 30 years ago. Um, and the reason I say that is if you look at some of the things that we all deal with on a daily basis, you know, some of the things that we're seeing that are on uh, an all-time high right now, we're seeing younger and younger mothers. The average age of a mother in Calcasieu Parish is under the age of 21 for the first time um, in the history of our parish. So we have younger mothers. Um, single-parent households are at an all-time high right now um, where mom is taking care of not maybe one but even more than one child at a time. So not only are they taking care of a child or more than one child by themselves, they're also working a job. So now you have an exhaustion factor. Um, we already know that, you know, for parents and, and mostly the moms, um, you're exhausted already taking care of, of an infant. Um, then you add on multiple children and jobs and you know, you're a little bit more tired, I guess, than you normally would be. Um, obesity rates right now are at an all-time high. Um, sleeping in bed with, with kids is always such an important hot topic across the country. 
However, the simple fact of the matter is the leading cause of death of infants across the United States is co-sleeping from one person sleeping in bed with an infant and obstructing the infant's air exchange, and the infant is passing away. Then on top of that, you add an already higher rate, which you guys all know that we're dealing with, is the drugs and alcohol right now. Drug and alcohol is such a major factor that it is also uh, affecting the infant death rate. So again, some of those things have changed over the years versus how things have been done over the course of the years. And I think for you to, to really understand why I'm preaching the importance of safe sleeping practices and these SIDS risk factors, I just want to give you a few numbers and statistics to take with you today. So on average, each year, around 3,600 infants across the United States die each year. 3,600 infants die each year from preventable means. Now, those are not deaths that are counted due to SIDS or natural causes or something that's homicidal or accidental. These are strictly those deaths that are preventable due to an improper sleeping environment, sleeping in bed or in a, an unsafe sleep condition with another person. To put that in perspective, because 3,600 doesn't seem like a lot, doesn't seem like a, a relatively large number, but if you put this into perspective, you think of a school bus that you, you and I pass on the road every single day, and you think of 55 school buses full of kids every year disappearing from the face of the earth. That's how many children actually die across the United States every year from a preventable means, 100% preventable. So 3,600 a year should still be here. Um, and which is an astounding number. And when you look at more of a, a local level of some of the statistical data in Louisiana, those numbers reflect the exact same thing right here in Louisiana. Now, for many of you who have not heard that this is the leading cause of death of an infant or that it is a major problem that we have across our state, most of you have not heard of that because it does not get the publicity um, that it needs. It's not a car wreck that shuts down a major interstate or a bridge and it's going to block traffic for several hours, so you get a news alert on it or you get a social media alert. Um, it's not a stabbing or a shooting or something violent where they're going to send out a media alert. So most of the time, people don't realize that most jurisdictions investigate more infant deaths in a year than they actually investigate homicides in one year. That was true in our parish for many, many years. So I think it's incredibly important for each person to realize that even though you may not hear about this across your state, I can assure you or your region, this, this is a major issue. And to understand that, it goes back to why someone from the coroner's office teaches a class on how to save the life of an infant through SIDS and safe sleep education is because we see these things. We are seeing how, how often these infants are dying and how they're dying. So I want to give you guys just a, a brief background of the coroner's office and how we have become so actively involved with this information, this education, is because obviously anytime there is a death, the coroner's office has to go and investigate that death. An infant death investigation is one of the most intricate death investigations that a death investigator does. It is by far the most time-consuming investigation that a death investigator does across the country because we do a two-fold investigation. First, we are required by law 
to complete what's called the Sudden or Unexpected Infant Death Investigation Form. It is a form that was developed by the CDC. It's 10 pages. Now I think it's up to 12. And it covers every bit of history from the mother's medical history, the pregnancy history, the infant's medical history, um, very, very, very descriptive information, as well as a thorough scene evaluation of the, on this form. This form normally takes between an hour and to an hour and a half to fill out, and death investigators are required to fill that out within 24 hours of the death. In my office, our death investigators are actually going out within the first hour of the death, and they're completing this form with the family. It's already a very difficult situation to ask family members these very, very uh, detailed questions just moments after they found out their infant had died. However, this is a very critical part of a death investigation to figure out exactly what happened to these infants. Because also while we're on scene, for those of you who have not seen our presentation, um, we perform what's called a doll reenactment. We actually carry baby dolls in our vehicles and while we are on scene, or if we are at a hospital, we will immediately go back to the scene, and we will conduct an infant uh, death investigation doll reenactment. And we actually make the mom or dad or grandparent, caregiver, whomever it may be, get right back in the same bed or couch or reclining chair or whatever it may be with this baby doll, and we reenact what happens the last time they knew the infant to be alive versus how they found the infant when the infant was discovered. Sometimes that may be two different people. If someone was to fall asleep with the infant and they remember the infant in position X and someone walked in the room an hour or two later and they found the, position, the baby in position Y, um, we sometimes require more than one person to do that doll reenactment. And what those doll reenactments have told us over the years is we, the majority of the, the doll reenactments, the parents say on scene, oh my God, my baby suffocated. And not that the parent did anything wrong, not that there's any fault with this, not that there's anyone to blame. It was simply a mistake. It was simply an accident that just a split second, or it may have been the first night that they did it, or they may have been doing it for every single night. It just takes that one instant, though, to allow the child not to be able to maintain the air exchange necessary and potentially suffocate. <clears throat> and when I, when I talk about this and this doll reenactment, it is by far, and I've been doing this job at the coroner's office for over 16 years, it is by far the most difficult part of my job. However, I will tell you, doing these doll reenactments has really brought a passion to me and my office to not let these preventable infant deaths happen again. And to circle back to why I wanted to tell you what the coroner's office does and what we are required to do and what we are supposed to do is it is followed in the single digits by the coroner's offices across the state. There are 64 parish coroners, and you're in the single digits of coroners who actually do a complete death investigation, including filling out the form and the doll reenactment. So I openly blame coroners and their death investigators across the state that this is not being handled properly. 
which is why you do not see the education and you do not see the big push for safe sleep education or SIDS education because you don't have the data to back that up. If you do not do the SUDI form to rule out all of your medical conditions, you do not do the autopsy to rule out, okay, there's no medical, natural medical conditions, and you have this doll reenactment, which obviously shows the infant being wedged or pinned or trapped or rolled over on, which is an obvious cause of death. You do not have to be a doctor when you see some of these pictures or when the mom or dad themselves say, oh, my God, my baby suffocated. If you don't do the doll reenactment, you can't adequately classify the death. So what do most people do when they think of an infant dying? Oh, well, the infant died from SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome, and that's what they're putting on the death certificate. So statistically across the state, the SIDS rates are still way higher than they should be, and the, the reason for that is because of the lack of proper training and completion of the form and doll reenactment by our parish corners. Now, there are a million reasons we could get into of why parish corners don't do that, most of that being parish corners in, in our state um, require rigorous um, I guess, evaluations before they can become the coroner. It's very complicated. You have to do three things. You have to live in the parish, you have to be older than 21, and you have to not have a felony. And that's pretty much about it to become a coroner. Um, so you can see that you can get anyone off the street since the coroner is an elected position. If there is no physician that runs, and most of our parishes in Louisiana we all know are very rural, um, if no physician runs, then that's the three qualifications you have to have to become a coroner. So you can essentially have someone off the street with no experience, no training, and they come in and they be the coroner. Most of those, for an example, we, we're a regional office. We have a coroner who's a farmer. We have one who is a chiropractor. We have a couple that are general practice doctors um, who just see patients every day. We have one who's an orthopedic. Uh, we have one who owns a lumber company. These are all your parish coroners. So they do not have the training or education to be able to do a proper doll reenactment. And the reason I'm telling you that is, again, because it is slanting statistics across this, this entire state. If you look at the major areas that actually do have fully functioning corners offices, such as Calcasieu, St. Tammany, um, Jefferson, East Baton Rouge, Caddo Parish, you will see, if you look at the maps on the state Louisiana Department of Health websites, those infant death rates from preventable and accidental means are way higher than the rest of the state because you have fully staffed coroner's office investigators who do these doll reenactments and these SUDI forms, and you're able to accurately classify the deaths. So I think it's so important for everyone, and it's such an underutilized uh, topic that most people just have no idea. But until you're in our shoes and you're doing these death investigations that we are and you're doing the things that we do, you really don't understand how big of an issue this is. And so our office was investigating between 21 to 24 infant deaths per year prior to us starting our safe sleep education program. Once we started our educational program, which I'll discuss here in a few minutes, um, our infant deaths have dropped and decreased 66%. We, on average, each year, face-to-face -face make contact with over 5,000 individuals in southwest Louisiana to share our SIDS education and to share our safe sleep education.
And, of course, we always want to focus on SIDS. We SIDS and sudden infant death syndrome. We still want to make sure that people understand that, you know, un- unfortunately infants will always die as a result of SIDS. Um, but with the training and education and with the completion of these forms, the American Academy of Pediatrics has been able to dis- to establish risk factors for sid- sudden infant death-, death syndrome, and we're able to let the families know what these risk factors are and can lower their risk factors. So SIDS deaths have been on the decline for many, many years. Just like anything else, technology and education and everything has become better. It's no different than education and training that how to take care of a child. So SIDS is a little bit easier to discuss because you can back that up with statistical data versus a safe sleeping death where you rule it from co-sleeping or suffocation. And I can have we may have 40 of you on the call and 35 of you may have slept in bed with your child and your child's perfectly fine, just like my mom did with me and I'm here talking to you on the phone today. But I just I think it's important for people to realize that it is an issue. And no matter what you did, um, times have changed and so many things are different and this is now the leading cause of death in, in our children and that's something I think that we all can get together and we can make a change on. Um, so... With that being said, to give you information in Louisiana right now, in those areas, in those parishes where the coroner's offices are completing SUTI forms and doll reenactments, approximately 76% of all infant deaths across those areas occur while sleeping in bed with an adult or a caregiver or a sibling or an animal or something that causes the the infant to suffocate. 76% of all deaths. Imagine if we had coroners across the state that were actually completing these doll reenactments and these SUTI forms, how high that number would be. In Calcasieu Parish right now, we are above 90% of all deaths that are investigative infants are preventable means from suffocation, from either being placed in the bed with an adult or being placed in an improper sleeping environment with extra blankets and bedding or bumper pads and they're becoming tangled. Um, so it is a it is a very, very important topic, not only for my for my area here in South Louisiana, but for the entire state. And if any of you have the chance to participate in any of your local um, child death review teams, I highly encourage that because you will be able to see what exactly is is really going on and what is the cause of death. That's what happened in our parish. That's when we realized we had such an issue. Uh, we had nine infant death investigations to review during a child death review panel, and seven of those were from suffocation. So that's that's kind of what led us in that direction. Um, and so what we have done, for those of you who are not familiar with the Southwest Louisiana Safe Sleep Task Force, and if you have Facebook, I encourage you to go check out our Facebook page. Um, you'll see the building blocks, the ABCs of Safe Sleep, on our Facebook page. Um, the coroner's office has partnered with area... Um, has created area partnerships with our OBGYN clinics, our pregnancy centers, um, our birthing hospitals, um, you name it, um, single mom clinics, uh, church groups. We have partnered with anyone and everyone in our parish um, to share this infant safe sleep education. And again, I told you we had a 66% decrease, and, and I will tell you, I would like to think that part of that is because of our program because what we do is we do several things. Uh, We host monthly safe sleep education classes um, here at the coroner's office. Those classes um, 
teach parents about safe sleep. They, they talk about the SIDS risk factors um, and how to reduce those risk, fa- risk factors. They see a PowerPoint presentation and understand the importance of safe sleeping practices. And also at the completion of the class, which the class is completely free, they receive a free Graco Pack and Play crib from our Cribs for Kids partnership that the Corners Office partners with and to ensure that each parent that leaves our class who receives this, this very vital and important information also receives a safe sleep environment. When they leave, they have a safe place for their baby to sleep when they go home. So we teach monthly education classes. We have, of course, we stay active on social media. Uh, we partner with our local news media. They, they are constantly sharing safe sleep stories. Um, but most importantly, we, we're out there in the community. We, we partner with so many civic organizations and community groups and, and all the other agencies I told you with, and each one of them refer mothers and fathers and grandparents or foster parents or anyone to our program, and we teach these monthly classes. And we receive referrals from over 40 agencies in southwest Louisiana that send their clients our way so their parents can receive this very, very important information. So we teach our monthly safe sleep classes. We do community events throughout the year. We host vendor tables on safe sleep at various, you know, community baby showers, hospital events, um, you name it. And we're, we're there and we're teaching this education. We host a community baby shower every year. Um, our community baby shower started in 2011. We had 50 people. Um, our last baby shower that we had had over 450 people. So we went from the, one of the smallest rooms at the Civic Center to the largest room in the exhibition hall. We normally have between 30 to 40 vendors from area hospitals, OBGYNs, community organizations, um, civic organizations. We, they all have vendor tables. We have guest speakers, um, and the parents get to come. They get to, they get to win a bunch of prizes. They get to get, receive a lot of, of very important life-saving information. Um, and most importantly about our program is it's completely free. Every single thing that happens at our program for any of our new expectant parents, grandparents, everything, all the educational material we give out, all the gifts we give away, the over 350 pack and plays every year that we give away right here um, is a completely free program. It completely runs off of donations and sponsorships. Um, But more importantly, it has reduced the infant death rate. You know, we have parents who, who leave our class and they share the information with their friends um, or they share it with their grandparents. Uh, we host grandparent classes because, let's face it, things have changed. You know, so many things have changed. If you had an infant prior to 1994, they encouraged you to have the baby sleep on their stomach. Well, in 1994, the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, changed that, and they, they changed to what's called the Back to Sleep campaign, and they stopped recommended infants sleep on their stomachs and moved the infants to sleeping on their backs. Well, what happened from 1994 to 2004 is infant deaths across the United States reduced and dropped by 50% because there's a choking hazard if you put the infant on your stomach as opposed to your back. Now, most people still to this day will argue that an infant needs to be on its stomach in case it begins to spit up or vomit during sleep when anatomically it's actually completely the opposite and it's actually safer for the infant to be on their back because the the vomit or spit up would have to go against gravity to get into your airway. So by doing that one simple thing in 1994, infant deaths across the country reduced by 50%. Well, if you had a baby after that time frame, 
you were told to put the baby on your stomach. Well, let's face it, where do we get most of our information from? From mom or grandma or whoever else who was raised prior to 94, and they say, no, you need to put the baby to sleep on their stomach. So it's an, always an ongoing battle with our topics, and that's why it's so important for us to reach out to our grandparents and to so many of our um, our physicians and different people like that to understand that this is the issue, this is what we're seeing, and what can we do collectively as a community to reduce the infant deaths. And I am very excited and very proud to say that we have had such a, a large reduction in infant deaths here in our parish, um, in the five parish area. Our safe sleep program has continued to spread. Uh, we have coroner's offices that are sharing this information um, in the Vernon Parish area, the Baton Rouge area, St. Tammany Parish has recently started their education program. So we have more buy-in from coroners and community partners across the state, and ultimately our goal is to see the infant death toll across Louisiana drop, and let's get us out of the top three in the entire you know country in, in, in infant death. So I think that's our that's our goal, um, and that's kind of a, a rundown of a little history on the importance of safe sleep and, and what is being done kind of in in Southwest Louisiana to prevent that. I know that um, so many areas have reached out to us to teach our classes and to to show our presentation. I think it's highly um, important for you guys if any of you are interested in seeing a presentation because I think hearing me talk about it and and listening to what I'm saying is one thing but when you really see the photos I, I know that some of you on the call have seen these photos and how powerful they are uh, with the doll reenactments that it, it really hits home and it really lets you know that wow this really is a problem and these are real life photos that we take at, at scenes when we go to these scenes and it is an ongoing issue. So I would encourage any of you, if you are interested, um, to please you know, s schedule a call with us. We'd be glad to show you our presentation or have you attend one of our classes. They're not sad. They're, they're very uh, interactive with the families. Um, you know, they receive a lot of great information. Um, but I think it's important for you really to be able to put some pictures to this to, to see exactly why we say this is an issue and what we as a community can do to reduce those infant deaths. So if anybody has any questions, I'll be glad to answer any questions for you this time. Thank you very much, Mr. Charlie. That was a very thorough presentation, and I had you on the call, and I, and I wish that we did have the visual component because it is such, it's more powerful when you can see, especially when the presentation that I watched with the gentleman who was, uh, I think he was on the sofa, and, and how yeah. something so innocent ended up, you know, ending his child's life. And I think that, you know, and I hear this big talk about co-sleeping, co-sleeping, but babies really do need their own dedicated safe space without bumpers and all of that bedding and, and stuff like that. They need their own dedicated space. And you were saying the last time, especially new moms, I don't think new moms, especially if, it's, if you're a first-time mom, um, how exhausting being a new mother can be. And I know right here in this little town that I live in, unfortunately several years ago, um, a young mom, new mom, fell asleep and smothered the baby. And that is such a hard pill to, to swallow, um, knowing that, it's like you said, it's 100% pre preventable. And so even though we couldn't have the visual, I definitely wanted to at least make folks aware. 
I know that I did not realize that Louisiana had such a high infant mortality rate, and I didn't realize that we had so many kids that aren't here now that could have been because the death was 100% preventable. And that's the main reason that I wanted you to come on, so that we can at least begin to make, you know, think and have a conversation about making sure that the babies in our lives, grandchildren, nieces, nephews, cousins, are safe because they have a safe space to sleep. I'm going to thank Mr. Hunter for giving of his time today. It was a very informative presentation. If anyone is interested in actually seeing the presentation, contact us, and we will get you the email address so that you can contact Mr. Hunter or make arrangements to see where is a safe sleep course being offered in our area. So, Mr. Hunter, I'm going to thank you. I understand that you've got to get back to work. I'm going to take you off mute real quick, unmute you. I want to thank, thank you so you. much for joining us today. I understand that the world is blowing up outside, so I'm going to let you go and check on that. But thank you. <laughs> and, and I sent a little email. If you didn't get that yet, just ignore that. Um, but I knew that you would be coming. So thank you so much because it was such a valuable, such such important information, making sure that we provide these babies their own safe space and that we snuggle and cuddle with them. Absolutely in a chair and, and make sure that we put them in their own safe space. What happens is new parents, we don't realize how exhausting being a new parent is. And moms and dads sit down with the baby with the best of intentions, and it can turn into something so horrible. So thank you so much for that, Mr. Hunter. We appreciate you. Thank you guys for having me. And, again, this is a highly, highly important topic um, for each and every one of us. I assure you, if you do some research in your area, you will see that it definitely affects you and your areas. And if there is anything that my office or the task force can do for each and every one of you um, for a safe sleep environment or whatever it is that you may need for your family or your community, please do not hesitate to reach out to us. And thank you for the time this morning.